You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Alright, Mike Heck here for MMAfighting.com in Jacksonville, Florida, coming off of the UFC 273 press conference where things got a little interesting. I'm being joined by Jose Youngs. We had no Dana White, Jose. We had no Mick Maynard, we had no Sean Shelby, we had John Anik dressed to the nines, by the way, holding, you know, putting down with the, with the MC duties. We had no face-offs, at least scheduled, and then Alexander Volkanovsky at the end of the press conference said, you know what, we're going to do a face-off. Him and Zombie did one, Piotr Jan and Aljamain Sterling tried to do one, didn't happen. So that was a memorable moment for me. All said and done with this presser. What was the thing that stood out to you the most? The thing that stood out to me the most was, uh, I would say Hamza Shemayev didn't really care for any question that was asked of him. I thought some of them were like genuinely interesting, like what do you see, like someone goes, what do you see from Gilbert Burns that warrants your prediction of a quick night? Uh, well, like, what do you expect from Gilbert, this and that? His answer was literally just like, I don't care, I'm going to smash this guy, kill him in round one. That seems to be his answer for everything, and I don't hate it. I don't hate it because, like, obviously, we want as media members, we always say we want these characters to like cut these promos and this and that and everything. But it reminds me of I had I had um, what's his name? I believe it was it was Hurricane was on uh, the A side, like Hurricane Helms, the former WWE wrestler. And I asked him about these like characters. And he said that there's not enough characters in MMA anymore, like the Rampages and the Iceman and the Huntington Beach Bad Boys. And I asked him like, well, what about a guy like Fedor, where he just doesn't say anything and he goes, honestly. That's that gimmick is the best. Just say the same thing over and over and make it just terrifying. And I think that's what Hamzad's doing. He's just saying like, I don't care about any of this. I'm just gonna go in there on Saturday and decapitate a human being inside of round one. And I didn't hate. It. I loved. I loved his re- his response to everything. Gilbert Burns kind of laughed at it and asked for a translator, even though Hamzad was speaking English. So didn't mind the quote unquote trash talk because I don't think it was really trash talk. Yeah, I, I was actually surprised to hear Gilbert sort of fire back at him because yeah, yeah. that's 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 not usually what he does. If he's looking for a big fight, like when he was trying to get the fights with Tyron Woodley and trying to get fights with Colby, he played the game a little bit, but he's even admitted in the past that that's not really who he is. Were you surprised to see Gilbert get a little fired up up there? Um, I think he caught... I, I, I was surprised in the sense... I was surprised that Hamza was so aggressive, I guess, considering we saw the video of them shaking hands. 
in the sauna and he goes, show me the power and Gilbert said, I will. And they both kind of left smiling and maybe Hamza just turned it on for the press conference because at the end of the day, I do think he gets it. Like Darren Till's in his corner and he's building the fight, he's cutting weight, he's probably miserable so he just doesn't want to do any of this. He gets it though. And I think Gilbert was trying to be respectful and Hamza was not having it. So Gilbert was just like, okay, F you. I'm just going to play, I can play this game too. So I think Gilbert, the Gilbert we saw, because we all know Gilbert's a family man, he's a very nice guy. Like, if you talk to almost any fighter, there's very few people that have bad things to say about Gilbert Burns. Hamza just happens to be fighting him. So I, I think I was a little more surprised in the fact that uh, Hamza kind of flipped the switch, but I was I was pleasantly surprised that Gilbert played along with it. He wasn't just like, well, all right, guys, say what you want to say. He kind of snapped back a little bit too. Yeah, it was it, it was fun. Those two guys did the press conference. Those two guys. I didn't think. I don't think you could really build this fight up anymore. No, definitely not. I actually think it worked a little bit here. Like I think we got to see a little more of Hamzad in that scene. I know he's being pushed very heavily in this card, and rightfully so. But he was he was the star of the press, and in a way, he got Gilbert to kind of fire back after him. Like you said, I'm actually even more interested in the fight now after that press conference, which was. The UFC and these press conferences, this doesn't happen all that often, but for this fight in particular and another one we're going to talk about, it worked. Yeah, I, I, I'm very excited. Even Gilbert Burns said, like, no disrespect to the champions on stage, but we're the main event, and you can't disagree with that. People, he, Hamza got the biggest pop outside of Alderman Sterling getting booed. Uh, but, yeah, I think you can't, like we said, it's hard for us to get more interested in this fight, and... I'm much more interested in walk, watching a terrifying, angry Hamzat Shemaev than a Hamzat that shakes hands in the song. I'll, t- I'll say that much. <laughs> the other fight we're talking about is the co-main events yeah. between Aljamain Sterling and Piotr Jan. Of course, Aljamain, Stor- Aljamain Sterling just eating this all up. Piotr Jan getting the hero's welcome yeah. in Jacksonville. Aljamain Sterling, the American fighter, getting booed out of the building. He shows up with a bag full of stuff. He's got the rule book for dummies that he created. He's got the Jacksonville Jaguars football helmet. Great fiery start to this press conference because yeah. Piotr was mad, but even at the same time he's like, alright, that was pretty good, man. From from afar. But then those two guys got after it and it was a lot of fun. Did that, did, does this fight seem more intriguing now? Because I actually feel like these two guys, especially after this press conference, they, they have done a tremendous job yeah. building this fight. I mean, I'm always, I, I've said this a thousand times, I think I am very interested in watching the best do anything. Like, that's all I care about. I don't need storylines or rivalries or bad blood. Like, if John Jones fights, if George St. Pierre fights, if, if Habib Nurmagomedov fights, like, I just want to see that dude fight. I don't care what the stakes are. And I'm on record a few times saying, I think Purion could be just the best fighter on planet Earth, regardless of weight class. Like, I understand, like, in, in my pound for pound list, I take accolades into account. So, like, you can't not have Kamara number one just for what he's done, and he's just been doing it in the UFC longer than Pewter. But I think when it's all said and done, talent-wise, I think Pewter could be the most talented fighter in the entire world outside of one of the two men in the main event on Saturday. Uh, but I, So I was very interested in that, and like we've said a million times, 135 is like never been better in the history of MMA. Like I, I, I think the lightweight division is much more stacked, but the top five, the bantamweight, could all be champion, and that and like they could play hot potato with that, and we have guys like O'Malley and Yanez coming up that are like create even more interest. So, th- is there really an argument that these aren't the two best bantamweights in the world? Like Alzheimer and Purion are one A, one B. This is Israel Adesanya, Rob Whitaker. Like 
they could fight a thousand times and I would be entertained every time. It just happens to be these guys like talking trash and I think Algermain's did the right thing at the press conference because he got booed, but the second he took out that Jacksonville Jaguars helmet, they all started to clap. So I think Alger I think like yes, Hamza was the MVP. I think Algermain did a damn fine job of getting the crown back on his side and drumming up interest. Uh, and then Pierre-Yan can't really speak English, but his way of trash talk is fantastic. And I think that their styles of, of quote-unquote promos and trash talk are perfect for one another. And, like, I love I love everything about this fight so much. There's certain rivalries in MMA where you just can't wait for it to be over. Oh, I don't want this one to no, be over. Never. I, want I hope something happens so that we see a third or fourth fight. I think we, like, when it's all said and done, I think we will. Especially if Jan wins. I mean, if, if either man wins. Because, like, the first fight didn't... There was a winner, but it was murky. There was controversy. It's, there, like, was Jan was, what, a round away from winning? I think even Aljermaine Sterling said that. So yeah. I don't think that's that's not any... That's not some hot take. If, if Sterling wins, uh, I don't think they'll do an immediate rematch. I don't think that would be quite fair to the rest of the division, especially after sitting out so long. But if Jan wins... Same thing. Maybe Aljamain has to get one back under his belt. But, like, would you say no to, like, Aljamain Sterling, Josie Aldo? Would you say no to Purion versus Dominic Cruz, Sean O'Malley, like, Adrian Yanez, Corey? Like, all fought. What? I'm not going to say no to San Hagen rematching either guy. TJ Dillashaw's got to come back at some point. Cody Garbrandt always going back to 135. I want to see these guys fight again, but I don't think it's going to be the same thing as, like, Moreno Figueroa, where it's, like, back to back to back to back to back. Because I, I want to see these guys fight everybody. I don't care, I'll, but it's like, 135 is so good. It's just so deep. It I mean, so I'm telling it's, it's the 2000, it's the Boston Celtics big three team. Because not only does Bantamweight have, like, some of the best in the world, but it's so deep. You got guys coming off the bench that can just play. I kind of knocked the microphone over, so if you hear that, it's my fault. <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's just how good this division is. It may not be as star level as lightweight and others, but in terms of just overall depth, you can't beat Bantamweight. And we talked about... MVPs and most improved players. I was wrong. The MVP of this press conference was actually Alexander Volkanovsky. Yeah, for the ending? Yes. Yeah. He comes out, he does the right thing, gets the face-off started. I loved every second of that. Obviously a much more respectful build between these two guys. There's a ton of respect. Volkanovsky in, in actually feels a little bit older now yeah. because of how long he's been watching Zombie compete. It's, it's actually a really fascinating fight. And, and talking to Zombie's team, and this is not just a hey, we're coming in here to shock the world and you just kind of rub it up. They truly believe that Chan Sung Jung's going to go in there and stop this rain. They are that confident. And I've talked to Eddie Chad many times about confidence levels heading into fights. I've never seen Eddie Chad this confident. So what have you made of, what did you make of Zombie at the presser today? Because he was funny, he was loose, he's crapping on monster energy drinks and putting over his own. I thought he was tremendous today. Yeah, and he said something very interesting where, unre like unrelated to the, like, promos and energy drinks and everything. That that promo he cut about how Asian men don't really get the same opportunities that uh, some other ethnicities or gentlemen would uh, simply because they're viewed as weak and he hopes that him winning the title will influence more young Asian, not Korean men, Asian men in general to, to pursue mixed martial arts like was, can you say anything better at a press conference than I want to influence an entire continent that we aren't weak men like come on like korean like it's just two baby faces you know like who do you hate there's no you got a guy who wants to like create who wants to be the wave 
of MMA for an entire continent, not just his own country. And then on the other side, you got Volkanovski, who I said Jan could be the best ever. Volkanovski's right there. And, uh, oh, by the way, he also writes children's books for fun. Like, like <laughs> this, is, this is every bit. It, this is two baby faces of pro wrestling. You know, may the best man win. At the end of the day, we'll still be friends. This is Bret Hart, Roddy Piper, WrestleMania 8. Yeah. kind of thing because even Volkanovski talked about it at media day he had to sort of fight with himself to tone back the trash talk because he knew, knew that wasn't him and all that really stressed him out and it reminds me of the very end of that, that match because Piper was going to hit Bret Hart with the with the ring bell and then he decided you know what it, it ain't me puts the belt that the bell down and goes back to, to babyface Piper so I feel like we're seeing a lot of that here two great guys you almost don't want to see either of these guys lose but it could be very interesting and and we got to think about this because I know Zombies talked about this before. This could be the last fight. If he goes yeah. out and loses to Volkanovski, this could be the final time we see TKZ fight, man. Yeah, he's very, very honest, and that's refreshing. Like, even Aljamain Sterling, if we're talking honesty, like, the fact that he was like, yeah, I was about to lose that fight, it's refreshing in MMA. Because we've always heard those things where some fighters, they have to be delusional with their careers, they have to hype themselves up. So when you have two gentlemen that aren't like that, it is refreshing. And I'm not going to say it will be his last fight, title fight ever, because he wasn't supposed to have this title fight to begin with. Like, circumstances happen in the year 2022 where you might get thrown in last minute. Like, we're about to talk about Max Holloway having a third fight against Volkanovski, possibly, and he's already 0-2. Like, if Korean Zombie wins, like, the president is there. Like, you lose to Volkanovski. You can always fight for the title again if he's the champion. Like, when's the last time Vol when is the last time Korean Zombie was in a fight that wasn't exciting? Literally never. never. <laughs> if they came up to you and they're like, regardless of who wins, Korean Zombie's next fight will be a rematch with any of the people of like his last six years. Like, I'll be like, yeah, okay, <laughs> why not? Like, Korean Zombie can fight like, like I don't know, a blow-up doll. And I'll be excited to watch that fight. So I think he's a fan favorite. UFC loves him. Obviously has the, if, if they're going to try to, like, so they're obviously going to Singapore. If they want to break into that Asian market again, they need superstars, which I think people need to take account. Might not be his, it might be his last for a while, but I'm not ready to write off Korean Zombie. That, if he loses, that is, because he still has to fight first. Right. He'll fight again, I think. I want to give a shout-out to uh, Mackenzie Dern and Tisha Torres. Yeah. Kind of a tough spot to be in, if we're being honest, but I thought they did well. They actually built their fight up a little bit. They had a little back and forth, which I thought was really good, and they're asking each other questions, which yeah. I thought was good. They had their moment for about 60 seconds there, a little little tit-a-tat, if you will. Last thing, because a lot of these times we come up, we come out of these press conferences and we're just like, what a dump. Like, what a dumpster fire. How awful is this? I can't believe we just watched this. This is like bizarro Colby Mazadal. This is like the opposite of it. I actually, like, I felt better about things. Yeah. And maybe it was just because you talk about sometimes, like, maybe watching it on your computer screen is not the same as being in the arena. And if we're being honest... There weren't a lot of people in the arena, yeah. so you didn't really get the buzz there. But the ones that were there were, were into it, and they were excited. This wasn't a bad press conference. What do you grade it? What was the, for, what, what's your press conference grade here? Ooh, press conference grade? Seven and a half, eight? It was, I, I, I do wish, like, and there are some, like, I wish there were more fans. Um, I wish there were the face-offs. Um, yeah, probably seven and a half, eight. It was. I actually enjoyed the Colby Jorge press conference, but I was there. <laughs> yeah, and like the crowd reactions to everything happening there was a lot of was funny to me. Uh, same thing for like that that Adesanya Vittori fight. That press conference in Phoenix was 
freaking awesome, man. Like, I don't care what anyone says. If you were there, you understand. That was a raucous crowd, and I think the only thing missing was a few more fans here. But so, seven and a half, eight, but it was all around. It was, like, I've used this word a few times. It was refreshing not to just have two people just go, bleh, 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 like, into each other's faces. It was, I didn't hate it. It was a good time. And Gilbert kind of did that, but it actually didn't hurt my soul no, like, I agree. like it did with the other thing. It was funny. Yeah, I think I think a B is a good grade, and it's it it would be higher if Dana was there, mm. um, and if we got the faceoffs and got all that stuff. If this ended, if this 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 played out like a normal press conference, I think Dana would have had fun, especially with the Sterling Yan thing. I think he would have enjoyed it. His reactions are always fun. Yeah. Uh, so outside, I mean, it was outside of the fighters' control, but still enjoyable press conference. Solid B, and it was nice to. Uh, to be back in the fold at a, at a pre-event press conference. First time in a long time that I've been able to experience that. I, I don't remember the last one I was at. Because I wasn't your, there for This was your first time asking a, pre- a question at a press conference? You at a pre-fight press, press conference, yeah. How, how do you think you did? I don't know. I think the fans are into it. So, I mean, but maybe it's just because they were just into it. Yeah, I think you did a good job. Yeah, I tried. You did a good job. I went in there. It was, much not, it was very nice having the second hand on, so I don't have to do camera work, ask questions. Yeah, people, no one cares about behind-the-scenes stuff. Oh, it's, yeah. It's it very was nice to have a second hand. Yes. But uh, the, all the hands will be working tomorrow morning because we'll yes. have the morning weigh-ins, 9 a.m. Eastern. This is AK's Christmas time. He's got the date circled. He's got his alarm set for, like, 3.30 a.m., ready to crack some Captain Crunch and... And host the weigh-in show, 9 a.m. Eastern, MMAfighting.com YouTube page. We'll have a heck of a morning tomorrow before that, so it's going to be like a pre-show for the weigh-in show. And then we get ceremony weigh-in. It's going to be a very busy day. We've got some fun stuff coming up as well tomorrow, some different interviews, and uh, some out-of-the-box things that we haven't done before in MMA fighting. So stay tuned for that. Until then, everybody, for Jose Youngs, I am Mike Heck. Hope you enjoyed the press conference. We'll see you tomorrow. Media Podcast Network. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.